What is going on, Irregulars? Welcome back on another Thursday. It's your boy, Bobby. I was so happy to say that. <laughs> Caitlin, what's going on? Oh, man, we are back. We are a week late. Yes. Whose fault is that? Whose do you think it is? <laughs> Seriously. It's mine. Okay, but in my defense, um, I It's was always sick. her defense. I was sick. You were. Um, the one time. Yeah, and then the other time. I need. I also I need to tell our guest this when when she gets on. Um, but I orchestrated this whole entire thing of of our guest and rescheduling and everything. I was hammered when I did that. You were absolutely hammered. Yeah, you were. And I orchestrated the entire thing, and I was so proud of myself. What time were you hammered at? Um, it was like two o'clock on Saturday <laughs> in the afternoon. I was at a St. Patrick's Day bar crawl, and I had to like rearrange my schedule and um we planned the whole thing and i was hammered so and then and then we had to reschedule because i was sick and then reschedule yeah. and then reschedule and reschedule so just to give you a little bit of what i deal with on a regular basis <laughs> this is what i do even just like little things like a text back and she's like hey have to reschedule this text back i can't do it anymore <laughs> it's messed up yeah, um, but we're here. We're back. So uh, the month of March, you did not get an episode from us. So we will try to give you two this month. Yeah, we're gonna get you two. I think I have, I have some things in the in the irons in the fire that we're gonna get you set up with. So, um, but how have you been? Um, I've actually been good. I whoa. I know. I'm excited to say that I have. I also think like I have really bad seasonal depression on top of my regular depression. So it's been a dark winter, but now spring has motherfucking sprung, and I'm feeling it, baby. I'm feeling good. Has spring actually sprung? Allegedly. Allegedly? Yeah. I didn't even know. Because the weather here is just so bipolar, I can't even like keep up with it. Like yeah. One day it's like 73, and I'm like, holy shit, and then the next day it snows. That actually happened one yeah. week. Yeah, uh-huh. That was so. great. But um, I'm, I'm pretty good. I have not been back to therapy yet. I think I'm going to find a new therapist because I just like, I don't know. I think I got a lot out of my old one, and I think I really, like, her time with me was so important, but I feel like we kind of, like, did all we can do there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, you've exhausted that option. I guess it makes sense. Yeah, also, like, I've been, you know how, like, your therapist knows you better than anyone, really, and, like, they know your bad tendencies, and, like, when you're kind of, like, not necessarily doing all the things you should be in your life like well fuck i gotta i'm not going to therapy this week because i'm definitely not telling her that i'm that i've been fucking up so um yeah you know i've been uh reverting back to some old habits recently that i'm trying to break and i don't want to tell her about them so i'm going to get a new therapist (laughs) oh my god so instead of like confronting your problems you're just gonna avoid them and go somewhere else so you have to start from scratch yeah oh uh, okay that's all i need to know it's like a combination of the two (laughs) She's but doing great though, guys. I I'm doing swear. Great, sweetie. Um, and I also started applying for full time jobs and I had an interview two weeks ago. I haven't heard back, so I don't know if I got the job, but it was the first like step I've made out of um serving and bartending full time to actually pursuing the career that I wanted. It the whole plan of my break in in working. Um and it it felt really good to to have an interview like someone being like oh yeah like you are good and we do want to hear more from you if i don't get the job <laughs> it's gonna really suck yeah it's gonna... now was it in person no it was so it was actually through a recruiter it was a like screening interview with a consulting firm and the next step would be an interview with the company so it was a phone call okay but um yeah stay tuned and send me good vibes guys because i really want this job 
And if is not, it the one we were talking about? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. That job is cool. And if not, then I will be. And now I like have my my shit kind of together. Like my my resume is um, updated finally, and um, it, it was nice to interview and just kind of realize the places I need to improve on for future interviews. So now I'm like I'm ready to get back in the game. Feeling good. Oh boy. Yeah. Good for you. Thank you. I'm happy. Thank you. I hope you get that job. That job is cool. She actually sent it to me, and when I got it, I was drunk. And you, I didn't know that. Yeah. When is you, that why you were like, should I have this job? I'm like, no, no, no. I'm applying for this job. You're like, so I'll have it too. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. <I laughs> that was, makes more sense now. <laughs> I don't even know where I was at, but I was hammered. I was like, I'm going to get this job too. And she was like, you just got a job. I'm like, I don't care. I'm going to have both. Yeah, it was. And you're like, you can get the job and then you can give me the job. I'm like, I don't know what you're saying. Yeah, I was hammered. Yeah. I had no idea. Great. Yeah, you're Love welcome. That for us. Um, Accompli- you're a little bit more productive. When yeah. You're, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm not, obviously. I make it absolutely nowhere. I like it. You know what, though, St. Patrick's Day? You were so funny. He, Bobby was at the tavern and he just kept, like, I was working and running around like a knot and I was busy and you just kept putting your arm around me, like, I love this girl. I love her. <laughs> I wasn't even hammered. I wasn't. That's really? my life. I You're a good time guy then, because you were real fun. We had a so at um yeah I can say this at work we had a bar crawl. It was super sick. That's amazing. Yeah, we Wait, had. Is your job hiring? <laughs> right. <laughs> this sounds like something I'd be great at. <laughs> yeah, so we had like a bar crawl at work. It was cool. So we had like all these conference rooms and stuff like that, and we set them up, and you got like a little card with stamps, and you had to stop at each bar and get a stamp, and at the very end you got like a prize. That is so cool. Yeah, and each. You know, bar had like a different theme, had different beers, had, um, you know, uh, like food and shit like that. Like that one one room had Guitar Hero playing. And Wait, stuff. that's so cool. Yeah, it was awesome. It was a lot of fun. And the uh, it was cool. The the prize, what the prize, quote unquote, was a koozie, which I fucking love koozies, even though I never use them. I don't know why. But um, so they didn't get to do their St. Patrick's Day bar crawl in 2020 because COVID. And it was the same logo that they had on there, but they had some guy with a gas mask just spraying a two over the the zero. Oh, that's cute. Or whatever. So that's cute. yeah, so I have that, which was pretty cool. Even though I wasn't with them in 2020, I feel their pain. Amen. Yeah, man. So that was fun. So yeah, I wasn't even buzzed up. I had like three beers. Nice. I was having a good day. It was fun. Yeah, it was a shitty day. It was a terrible day to work. Oh, but I got done late that night, and then I drank a lot when i got off it was not good oh my god yeah i, I was really in bed by like 10 30 i started drinking at 10 30 god bless you rough. god bless you anyway how are you i'm great honestly i'm exhausted um in like a good way work is kicking my butt but it's like challenging work which is different you know it's not like uh you know you just like that boring like mindless yeah it's not that it's like i have so many um like irons in the fire like mm. of things that are happening and like watching it all develop has been pretty cool i'm gonna be traveling um soon i didn't know that yeah i'm gonna be um traveling i'm just going to jersey and then um the plan is to go to it's like atlanta ish area we have a couple spots to go there so i'm i'm pretty pumped to you know go do that and uh yeah i just got back from cancun um which was rough because my trip home was just atrocious. Like, yeah, it was I, so bad. You were texting me. What day was that? Sunday or Monday? Well, you were so it was both miserable. Days. So it was both days. So I'm a bad friend. I didn't even ask why. You're just like, get me the fuck home. I'm like, go team. Hope you're home. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, so I left the resort at 8 o'clock in the morning. My flight out wasn't until 
uh shit what was it like one or whatever Oof. so which is whatever i was just drank at the airport and uh i tried going on standby and they i guess in mexico that you know little language barrier they like didn't understand what i was trying to do i was like listen this is a direct flight to philadelphia i have a connecting in fort lauderdale but my home base is philly can you can i just get on this flight and they're like uh, i don't know wait here <laughs> And I was like, okay. So I waited there, let everyone check in. And I was like, hey, like, what about me? Like, can I get on this flight? I'll even pay. Like, I don't even care. It would have got me home like eight hours earlier. Mm -hmm. And he was just like, no, you're too late. I'm like, bro, you told me to wait. (laughs) Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Dude, it was so bad. So then I wound up just doing my normal like routine, whatever I had planned. Get to Fort Lauderdale. Have to go through customs. I stood in line for two and a half hours. That is miserable. Yeah. And I and I even like walked over and granted, I had like a six and a half hour layover in um, Fort Lauderdale. And I walked over to the gate and I was like, yo, if you have a connecting flight, do you still have to stay in the same line? Like, what if you had a connecting flight like within 45 minutes? You know, and they were like, yeah, I was like. So like, what do you do? You do you just go fuck yourself? Like, like that, like <laughs> what is like, that's just the protocol. Like I get it. Like they were like, yeah. And I was like, that's ridiculous. Didn't get home till like two 30 in the morning, oh, woke up awful. the next day and had work and I got to work from home, which was nice. Um, but that was my first time working from home. So I was still like, kind of like learning that. Then my trainer got sick. So I had to cover him. So not only was I getting caught up from my shit, I got all my new stuff coming in. Then I got all of his stuff coming in. I'm like, all while working from home, I'm like, yo, this is crazy. So like last week, like our whole team just kind of got beat up at work in like a good way. We were all fighting, you know, to hit our sales goals and everything. And we looked like we went through 10 rounds with Tyson, you know, (laughs) like at by the end. And my one coworker who normally doesn't really come out with us, um, you know, he's got wife, kid and stuff like that. He literally looked at us and he goes, who wants to get a fucking beer tomorrow night? We're like, yes. (laughs) So we like all went out and like got a beer as a team. It was, it was really cool, but yeah, man, we're just working. That's kind of been the thing. I love you, but you do look kind of tired. So first thing you said to me, actually, you're like, you look good. I like the purple on you. Yeah. He's wearing purple ladies and gentlemen. And it is working for you, baby. (laughs) Thank you. I appreciate it. And, uh, but she's like, you do look exhausted. And I was like, I'm, I'm pretty tired. Not gonna lie, but whatever. Here we are, Monday night, baby. Right? So, uh, tonight's, tonight, today. They don't know what day it is. Yeah. Guys, it's Monday when we're recording this, fun fact. <laughs> and it is, in fact, nighttime. But for you people, it's... Whenever you want to listen. <laughs> the day's, the day's <laughs> guest. Um, the day's guest. The episode's guest. That makes more sense. Boom. Thank you. This is why we bring her along. Um, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> that's it. Go home. <laughs> Interesting, interesting story. I'm looking forward to hearing more of this. Um, do you want to, you know her a little bit better than I do, obviously. Um, do you want to give her a little bit of an intro and then we'll bring her on? Sure. So we are recording remotely, which we, I don't know if we mentioned, but um, when you guys hear the story, you'll understand why, which is why we need to, you know, give our typical little spiel. If you hear any background noise, um, we are in our guest's bedroom. So you know, if you hear a cute little puppy that's sitting outside the door trying to get in. It's one of two. <laughs> and they're so cute. And it's breaking our heart on to men. But, you know, I don't think that would make for great listening for you guys. So anyway, <laughs> today's guest is a good friend of mine from, I don't even know, probably like eight or nine years ago at this point. We used to uh, waitress together back in the day. And 
her story is it's i want to say interesting but it's 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 a tough one yeah Um, but she's really just taken such a really tough situation and made it into something that i can't even imagine doing like it's she's uh, you blow me blow me away girl so nikki welcome Hi. Thank you so much for having me, guys. Big thank, time, Katie. Thank you, honestly. Um, and thanks for rescheduling with us like three times. Did you know that I was hammered when I was texting you? I had no idea. Really? So great Hell job yeah. playing that off. <laughs> you were very responsive and the text formation was great. So thank kudos. You. Well, I was intimidated because I already had to cancel on Bobby. I'm like, okay, well, I got to deliver like a really good guest and I also have to get this nailed down right now and somehow it all came together I was so I was thrilled so thanks girl (laughs) yeah and thank you guys for coming out here so I am a wheelchair user for anyone who is listening so I was not able to bump down into Bobby's basement just didn't really seem like the work that we wanted to put in tonight (laughs) so it was funny because so like we had the first schedule we had made. I'm like, oh yeah, like you know this and the other thing. And then it was like two days later, and I was like, do you know where we're recording yet? And she's like, oh, no. she's like, she goes, what do you mean? And I'm like, we record in the basement. Dot 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 dot. <laughs> and she goes, oh shit. And I'm like, yeah, go figure that one out. Yeah. <laughs> you know. I mean, you probably could have given me a piggyback ride downstairs, but you know, not this me. Works too. I don't work out. It would not be me. Says I would fall down. We'd all. It would be. We'd all be in the hospital. Yeah, I wouldn't want that. No, no, thanks. no, thank you. So, um, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, I know you gave like a quick intro there. Um, a little bit about yourself, and then kind of start painting your picture. I guess. Sure. So uh, my name is Nikki. I am a personal trainer and a wheelchair user. I was in a car accident a little over three years ago. I was bartending and I was coming home from work. I'd gotten in a fender bender on the highway and my car had stalled out and I called 911. They told me to stay in my car and put my flashers on. It, you know, 476 is very well lit. I had a white car. I mean, it was two in the morning. I was bartending. So it was late Saturday morning. And I remember hanging up the phone and then looking in my rearview mirror and just saying, please stop, please stop, please stop. And that is the last thing I remember until I woke up in the backseat of my car screaming to get me out and that I wasn't going to die tonight over and over. I remember trying to even kick the door open. And at that point, I think my legs were still moving, but I didn't actually come to until probably four days later in the hospital. And I just remember being extremely thirsty. I had a breathing tube in and they were in the works of taking it out. And my mom had told me that I had been rear-ended by an SUV at full speed into a tractor trailer and their tractor trailer drug my car 500 feet 
into a median. So my car was pinned between the median and the tractor trailer. I honestly just have no idea how I lived through that entire car crash. My car just completely wrecked. Um, I looking at it, I'm like, how am I still here? And I'm just so grateful for that. Today, we actually, I sent, I was stalking your Instagram a little bit, and I sent Bobby, um, I, I think it was two years ago you posted of, like, yeah. the two-year anniversary, and if if you're cool with it, we'll probably end up throwing that up on our social so you guys yeah. can see that, but, wow. So, I'm a car guy, so, like, that's why I'm, like, trying to get this visual painted. So, you're on the highway, right? You're on the turnpike. You're pulled over to yeah. the right-hand side. Um, no, my car was uh, stalled in the center lane. In the center lane. And they told you to stay there. Mm-hmm. They told me not to get out of my car. Okay, that- that's crazy. Number one, I would have never, I don't think I ever would have advised. Did they know you were in the center lane? Yeah. Did you sue them? You're not allowed. Oh, my God. I know. So you're in the center and you got rear-ended by a pickup truck? An SUV. An SUV. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then what happened after that? I mean, obviously, it's probably pretty hard to remember, but. So I was told that the tractor trailer was driving like exactly at the same speed, maybe a little bit in front of the SUV. Okay. So the SUV rear ended me, and then my car got stuck under the back of the tractor trailer okay from what i was told and then i was pinned up against and then the even further left yeah so like my car went up on its side yeah and it was in between so you like the, went under it the wasn't the, like the it wasn't the median in but that separated the left and right it was the other oh the far right yeah medium. the far okay. right oh okay the far right medium Yeah, because i'm like thinking of the picture right now and i'm like how does this work out so you kind of like went under and then back. Yeah. Okay. Holy shit. I actually didn't know any of that I at did. all. Yeah. Wow. So you remember the impact, the initial, did anyone else get hurt? I don't remember the impact at Thank all. God. I mean, I, I don't I, remember I, anything. I wish for you that you remembered nothing. That's like, yeah. I just can't even imagine. So obviously there was other people involved. Were they injured? What, like what happened to the people in the SUV? The guy in the SUV was fine. He had a daughter in the back seat i honestly don't even know how he didn't see me but he hit me at full speed um which by the way 476 for people who don't know is the pennsylvania turnpike which your full speed is anywhere between 60 and 80 miles an hour yeah mm-hmm. yeah the last thing i remember is just seeing in my rearview mirror that a car was coming and I looked like they were not slowing down and I was just I knew I couldn't do anything and I was just praying and I I believe that I'm still here today to you know be of a bigger purpose service both yeah yeah you are where you're supposed to be. That's what um, mm-hmm. my coworker always tells me. It's like, you're supposed to be here. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you have to remember that. Um, Okay, so you get hit. It's like four days later, you kind of come to it. Um, What happens after that? Like, what is, you know, you wake up. I mean, which is good. You're here. Um, yeah. So you wake up. What's next? 
So I actually had a conversation with my parents because I don't remember being shocked when I like woke up or came to about not being able to move my legs. So at some point in in those four days where I was highly medicated, I was told by my mom that I couldn't, that I was in a really bad car accident and that I couldn't move my legs. Um, I actually couldn't move at all from the nipple line down. So I had no sensation, no skin touch, which I still don't have any skin touch. Um, what, what's that mean? So if you touch my skin, like if you just are to touch my leg like that, like I won't feel it. Mm. Sorry. Okay. If you were to touch my leg. Yeah. No, no. You... I wouldn't be able to feel it. If you were to push into my leg, I can feel that now. So I can feel like deep pressure if you're touching my leg. I guess and if gonna... you're touching my back and like stomach and everything. But you like if you're just put your hand on my skin, I can't feel that. I guess that's a question that I never like I've had, but I've never had anyone to ask like about being paralyzed like do you still feel you just can't move like you know what i mean is there there's a difference i'm assuming but yeah every spinal cord injury is so different it's even myself i didn't know the extent to what a spinal cord injury was until i became paralyzed i would just see someone in a wheelchair and i would say oh well they just can't walk but there's so much more that goes into it it is ridiculous like like that's my dog Kato (laughs) in the background (laughs) but um for instance just like going to the bathroom that is in a whole different like a whole different ball game um I can't go to the bathroom by myself like I need to use a catheter so you know I don't just go to like I can't feel when I have to go to the bathroom so I have to go by time so there's so much that goes into it other than it not walking or being able to move. So wherever your injury level is, is tech <clears throat> where they define where your loss of movement is um, or sensation. And there's also definitions of complete versus incomplete. So complete is that you can't feel or move anything below your level of injury where incomplete means that you can move and you can feel a little bit below your injury. And, you know, some people can move their legs, but they can't feel their legs. So it's just like, there's so much that goes into it. That's wild. Wow. This is one of those, we have these every once in a while guests that we just look at each other and we're like, whoa, I need a minute to process all this. I have so many questions. Yeah. Um, When you can, so you can feel now, correct? So yours is incomplete? I'm incomplete because I can feel now. So if you are like, if you grab my leg or push into it or move it, if you move it, then I can feel that. But if you were to just like put your hand and like lightly like scratch, I won't be able to feel that. Do does it hurt to move? No, it doesn't okay. hurt to move. I do have really bad uh, nerve pain and spasticity though, which sucks, and it comes along with the spinal cord injury realm. The reason why I ask is because for our listeners who have heard the episode of, so I had cancer in two thousand seventeen. 
And after my second treatment, I had like a negative reaction and I actually went paralyzed. Um, I went and paralyzed. It started in my from the waist down and then it started creeping its way up into mm-hmm. my hands. Um, but it was different because I would tell my mind would tell my like, they, you know, I got rushed to the hospital, obviously. Mm-hmm. And they were like, all right, move your feet. And I would tell my feet to move and they just wouldn't move. Yeah. But the difference was, was when someone would move my leg for me back in the day, used to work work out back in the day or something like that. Remember after like a hard leg day, you're like, oh man, every time you move, it's like, holy shit. Every time they moved that, it felt like a leg day times a hundred. It was so painful. It was so sore. And I was like, dude, this is really, really weird. So that's why I asked that, like, does it hurt? Because- if it hurt, it didn't hurt like getting stabbed, you know, but it was just like so sore and so moving. Like, yeah. I didn't know if it was like that because I feel like if I had to live with that for the, re- oh man, that would be like every time, think about this, yeah. every time you got to go out to go to the bathroom, it was excruciating pain. Yeah. And I'm sure there's people out there who are like that. Yeah. I mean, I do suffer with chronic nerve pain. What does that um, mean? So pretty much from... Like my waist down to my toes, I will get burning or tingling pain throughout the day. And at night, it's the worst. And my legs just like feel like they're on fire pretty much. Can do you have like medication for that or anything? So, yeah, I have medication for that. But I also use medical marijuana because that really is probably the only thing that helps the most and it just relaxes my muscles so well so it hits my nerve pain and then it hits my spasticity too so when I am very spastic that means like my muscles just really tighten up and contract on their own will so my leg will like pulsate up and down sometimes if I'm like very tight um, if I changed, um, like if I go from sitting to laying down, my legs will like start kicking. Um, and it looks like I'm moving my legs, but I'm not moving them at all. It's just my body is sending signals and my brain and the nerves aren't getting to the right pathways. So they just go nuts. That had to have been so mind bending the first time you saw that because you're like, I can't actually use my legs. And then all of a sudden you see them like kicking. You're like. What the fuck is actually happening right now? Yeah, literally. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm moving my legs. They're moving. All right. And then I would concentrate on them. But no, unfortunately not. However, I'm very happy with the movement and abilities that I have gotten back because I did start out not being able to feel a thing. And the fact that I can move a lot of my abdominal muscles now even just to, you know, like I can get on the floor and do a plank like on my oh, knees wow. now, whereas before I needed um, electrical stimulation at, that we use at rehab to activate those muscles to help me stay in that plank position. But I've gotten a lot of my back and core back. So that's been huge for my independence and strength. So, OK, so I want to kind of like just kind of learn more about like okay, you, you said when you started you had no feeling from nipple line down yeah so walk us through that like how long you know you're in the hospital obviously eventually you go to therapy like what has that journey been like from there to now as far as like getting more mobility and stuff like that 
So I went from, I was in the hospital for two weeks and then I went to inpatient rehab at McGee Rehabilitation Center in Philly. And I was there for two months and then I came home and started outpatient rehab at McGee's Outpatient Center also in Philly. And I was doing therapy there on and off until COVID hit. And then I started to go back after COVID and they like cleared everything up. But did COVID stall your, pro- your yes. progress? Um, I don't know if it, I would say it stalled my progress. But it I mean, I guess it did kind of. But you didn't regress at all because of it. No, because okay. I am I worked out on my own at home. I have a standing frame here at home, so I'm able to get into that. The only thing that it did you know, take away from me is the muscle stimulation. I mean, the bikes are so expensive. Adaptive equipment is outrageously expensive. It is unfair. And it's insurance doesn't cover insurance doesn't cover any of it. That's bullshit. So like, don't even get me started. I, I, I'm sure what I dealt with going through my journey with cancer is only a fraction of what (laughs) you dealt with and what I dealt with was utter bullshit when it comes to insurance and coverage. I, I, I commend you. I don't know how you do it. Yeah. I really don't. It's, I mean, I'm sure going through cancers is a whole nother animal. It's, it's all bullshit. Yeah. Anything with insurance, regardless of like the condition or what you're fighting for is so absurd, but that's with- why I don't have insurance. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. I don't have a job. But anyway. <laughs> no, so for instance, these um, stim bikes where they um, stim your legs, the muscles, they contract them and you ride the bike to get blood flow to your legs and help with all of that and to hopefully reestablish, reestablish those connections between your brain and the muscles to make that, you know, mind-body connection to hopefully get those muscles moving again. Those are 25 grand. Okay, cool. Yeah, I can afford that. Mm-hmm. Sure. Oh, my God. And my standing frame that I luckily was donated, they started, you know, three grand. Jesus Christ. And that's just for us to stand up. And standing is so important. People don't understand how important it is for your – Bone density, circulation, your heart health, like a standing frame for a wheelchair user is it should be a basic necessity and it's not. I got a standing desk at work and I love it. Yeah. Yeah, One that goes up and down. (laughs) Oh, no, dude, it's true. Like I'm trying to draw some comparisons here. I don't know. But dude, it's true. I got my I got a standing desk at work and it changed. It revolutionized my Bobby now has like. What is it? What are they called? Blue light glasses and a standing desk. Everyone, I just need everyone to know yes. that you're basically like a corporate America hipster. I feel. <laughs> Stop. Anyway, I, I digress. Um, okay, so wow. Um, fuck that is all I have to say to that. True. Yeah. True. Yeah. I agree. I think um, everyone is probably going to want to know the answer to this question. I know I do. Is there any hope for you to walk again? I don't I hope it sounds like so like what's the prognosis I guess yeah like is there ever going to be a chance is there n- no chance I mean I never give up that hope of wanting to walk again I am wanting to work towards getting full leg braces 
Um, so I will have to go back to therapy for that. But, you know, medicine is changing every day. There's this new uh, clinical trial that just got pushed through the FDA and it is or it's shown to take par- paralyzed mice and it literally reversed their paralysis and they can walk now. Holy shit. I actually just saw that on yes, Instagram. With injectable gel. It is so freaking cool. Wow. So How they're bringing that to I know. They already have their candidates. Oh, fuck. I know, right? But still, I mean, it's progress. Yeah. So, I mean, there's that. And they're taking, you know, newly injured spinal cord injury patients along with, you know, people who have been injured longer. So there's always that hope. But- at this point, you know, I'm happy with my life. I'm happy to still be here. I My wheelchair gets me around. It looks different. I do have to adapt things, but I'm still here. I still, you know, get to be with my dog, Kato, with my family, my friends, my boyfriend. So I'm just, you know, pushing through life. All right. I want to ask a question about the boyfriend. Did you meet him pre-accident or post-accident so we actually went on a few dates pre-accident but I wasn't really in the place to date so we remained friends his story of that is a little bit more elaborate (laughs) he was into you and you weren't into him yeah is that what he Uh, thinks yes and well I kind of made him leave my house and he was not happy about it always nice to have the upper hand though honestly (laughs) But so, yeah, we uh, I went to his birthday right before COVID hit and we kind of rekindled and started dating and hanging out more from there. And yeah, I love him. He's amazing. He's so helpful with everything. And I wouldn't be where I am here without him, too. What's his name first? Brian. Brian. With a with Shout a Y, no, with an I. With an I, okay. There's Sh- a difference, don't you feel like Brian's with Y's and I's? A hundred percent. Hard difference. Hard difference. Very big difference. Not one, not that one's better than the other, right. but you know when a guy ha- is is <laughs> is a Y, and you know when he's an I. You know, you know. I just had this talk last night. I'm not kidding. <laughs> you're like, are you Brian with a Y? And he's like, yeah. And you just walk off. You're like, I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> knew it. Okay, so right, Brian well, with an I. You guys know I have to ask this question, and I feel like everyone knows what I'm about to ask. But okay, can you guys have sex? Do you have sex? Yes, we do. Is it good for you? Like, is it pleasurable for you? Yes, it is very pleasurable. So. Okay, all right. That's honest to God. <laughs> this is not shocking for anyone, but that's what I wanted to know the most today. So it's actually really funny because I remember having a conversation with my sister in the hospital saying Hold on. like i get that i can't ever i, I, I my career is in personal training i love fitness but like can i fuck <laughs> question how old is your sister at this time too she's uh third or 29 she turns 30 she okay yeah she's All my right. age oh, i okay. think you're, you're younger than me right i don't know somewhere around there okay yeah. so continue okay you had your conversation with your sister yeah so i said to her you know Maybe my legs will work again. Maybe they won't. But I just want to have an orgasm again. So, <laughs> and you can, and I can. Oh, thank now. God! Hallelujah. I know. Wow. Literally, praise the Lord. That of this is terrible. As you were like talking about your injury, I'm like, the biggest concern that I had for you was that I'm like, oh, you know, people. I mean, I 
I understand the question, but I feel like people's real question is, can you feel having sex? And like, obviously I can have sex. Like I have a vagina. Yeah. Yeah. But I can feel it now. In the beginning, I didn't have too much sensation, so I didn't really feel it that much. But uh, my sensation has increased, and I just feel like all of the nerve endings have multiplied there, and I'm just like, hell yeah, baby. Wow. You know what? Of all things, I mean, it's 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 really a traumatic, awful thing to have happened to you, and they're, they're, you've turned it into such a positive thing. But I feel like you deserve that, like more Thank better you. orgasms. Better and more orgasms. Honestly. For all. Oh <laughs> but especially you, honestly. Good for you. Good for you. Um, I want to go back to Brian a little bit here because I'm the only guy in the room, which is, I feel, very typical um, yeah. uh, for... Girl power. Uh, yeah, right? <laughs> um, So what was his, like, whole approach to this? Like, what, like, not leaving... Caitlin's nasty ass out of it. Like we don't have to be talking about that shit all the time. But um, which I mean, no, it's it's a valid question. I I, I don't mean to downplay what she asked. Um, Thank you. But no, like what it, what was his whole approach to dating someone? Uh, you know, in your situation, he has never treated me like I was a wheelchair user or had a disability. He's always helped me when I needed help, but has always let me do as much as I can without, you know, jumping in and trying to overstep and all of that. Like our relationship is very normal. Um, I help him with whatever he needs. Like he has to get things down for me in, in his apartment and help me into his apartment some because it isn't accessible. But if his apartment was accessible and had, you know, stuff where I could reach it, I could be 100% independent in his place. So, I mean, in the beginning, things were a little, you know, testing the waters with, you know, obviously with sex and intimacy and just when he should help, how much he should help, being concerned, over-concerned. Like, he is very loving guy and he wants to help and make sure that I'm okay all the time but also he knows how independent I am and how important that is to me so he's definitely done it with grace and I'm happy that I or that we uh were brought back together so I guess it must take a lot of communication it sounds like yeah like our communication in the beginning was like eh, and it is like boom through the roof, great. That's amazing. And then that's, we always say that's so important in relationships. I, I think it's the most. I think it's the most important thing in a relationship. You know, outside of your situation, it's just even. Yeah. Just, you know. Yeah. I I I listen to that and I think of like what because I always try and put myself in that position. I would struggle with the helping stuff because I am my father's son and my father is an engineer, which means problem solve it problem find a find a solution and like i would definitely be the type of guy who is like oh, i'm gonna do that for you i'm gonna do this because i want i want to solve the i want to solve it and i wouldn't know how to back off but i mean eventually i would probably get the hint because there would i would hope there would be some sort of conversation like yeah. yo pipe down you know and and stuff like that but i just think of like man what i would be trying to do all of the things all of them and that would probably drive you crazy I mean, you can say yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's that would definitely drive me crazy. My mom does that. And 
well, that's <laughs> we just had this conversation yeah. off air as about, <laughs> off air about how mothers <laughs> I love my mom, but she needs to take a step back sometimes. But um, it's her job, right? Yeah, it's her job. She, you know, helped me through the hardest part of my entire journey the first couple years were freaking rough and she was my rock she drove me to rehab anywhere i wanted to go like she was there for me 100 so love her to death but now <laughs> she's just having some hard time resetting those boundaries and realizing that i'm not dependent on her any longer but that's a good thing i mean that's awesome yeah. it sounds yeah. like you've worked really hard to get there so i, I do want to talk more about um, the independence piece, but I just had a side thought and I need to ask, can you drive? I can drive. Yes. How, what does that look like? So I had to pretty much take my driver's license test again. And let me tell you that COVID, these 16 year olds have it freaking easy. Literally, the driving test was a joke. I will get to that in a second, though. I would fail the shit out of that if I had to take that no. again. They'd be like, we don't know why we gave this to you 15 years ago, but we're taking it back now. <laughs> Once you hear what this test was, you will take that back. I don't know, sis. I'm a bad driver anyway. What's about me? <laughs> so I had to take driving lessons through Moss Rehab. They have a driving school and they have hand controls. So there is a little um, lever that comes out to the side of the driving or the side of the wheel and then there's a little spinner on the wheel so i push and pull um the lever to you know gas and stop and it's attached to the um foot plates it can also be turned off and on so anyone else can drive it with you know their feet and then i can just flip it back and use it with my hands oh, that's awesome yeah. So it's super freaking amazing. Um, I'm so happy that that is a thing because that literally changed my life getting oh, that. Your independency percentage probably skyrocketed mm -hmm. from yes. that. So my boyfriend and I, we started dating six months prior to that. So he was having to come up here most of the time. And that was getting a bit stressful because it was for like six or eight months, whatever it was. And but he w made it work and was amazing about it. And once I got my license, I was like, peace, mom. <laughs> well, I'm just looking at your bedroom door. It's glass. So I can't imagine that's a lot of privacy. In oh, here. yeah. I have a shade curtain that oh, I pull okay, over I that. it. Yeah. That's so yeah. funny. I'm thinking, like, you live at home, you have a glass door, and now you're having the best orgasms of your life. I'm like, well, this is, this is, there's a lot of layers to this. <laughs> yes. A lot of, a lot of, uh, we're an onion over here. Just keep peeling back. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm like sitting here thinking like she gets her she gets her license. She's like, peace. They're like, where's Nikki? Looking <laughs> around like, where is she? She's like been gone for like three months. Yeah, literally. She's on the fucking beach. She's, <laughs> they're like, check her Instagram. She's like driving down the highway. <laughs> Just driving. Because I can. I'm third person now. So what so, was driving like? Were you afraid to get behind the wheel again? So in the beginning, I was definitely a little afraid. Um I was more so nervous about it bringing back some like PTSD, but I didn't have any actually until recently. I'll get to that um, in a second. But it was hard for me at first. I mean, I felt like I was constantly jerking the car back and forth. My also my left 
turns were horrendous. I had to get a chest belt because my core was not um, really firing at 100%, especially on my left side. It was a lot weaker. So the chest belt, you know, wrapped around the chair and like, like Velcroed me in so I could make a turn and stay centered in my seat. But I now fortunately don't have to use that anymore. So going back to your mobility question in the beginning, I would say probably in 20, the end of 2020, I started seeing most of my core get stronger and that muscle, muscle strength come back. But I was, then I started getting the hang of it. My instructor, Dennis, told me that I went from being the worst student to the best student that he has. So... (laughs) I took that as a compliment. I was going to say, all I heard was best in that yeah, sentence. So. Exactly. No exactly. So with the getting my license, went to the DMV. The evaluators don't even get in the car with you. Dennis was in the car with me. Wait. Um, yeah. Whoa. Yeah. I like Dennis. Yeah. And like if it, w- if it wasn't him and I was just going and I was 16, like my mom or something would be in the car with me. So they literally stand outside and they watch you parallel park. Dennis was literally telling me when to turn the wheel. (laughs) Thank you, Dennis. Shout out to Dennis. So we got to shout out to Brian. We got to shout out to Dennis. Let's get the let's keep the list going. Yes. So I passed that. Then they had me pull out of the spot, go around the parking lot, stop at the stop sign, go straight, go around the other parking lot past the DMV front, come back, and then park. Didn't even go on the main road. Wow. You probably didn't even break 20 miles an hour. Definitely did not. Wow. (laughs) Makes me feel safe about all the new drivers on the road. Yes. I took mine in the fucking snow. It was snowing out. I took my driver's This is going to be shocking to you all, but I failed mine twice. (laughs) What? She is a horrible driver. She is a horrible driver. (laughs) (laughs) She is not good. That's insane. I feel like that's a whole nother podcast right there. Like, how the fuck do these people keep getting? I don't understand how that it's not more regulated. That's insane. That is um, absolutely mind bending to me. Um. Let's I want to circle back a little bit to your parents. Yes. What can you speak to their experience on everything from day one till where we're at now? I mean, you don't have to give us like a complete rundown, obviously. But so my sister was living in Nashville at the time and. I apparently gave my mom's cell phone number to the ER doctor like I with my fingers, I just told him. Hmm. Wow, my picture in like Grey's Anatomy right now. I don't want to say fingered him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're fitting in just great on this podcast, Nikki. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he got the number. All right, so uh, I was live living at home at this time and saving money to move out. And the next morning. I obviously was not home and my mom said that she had this really like weird feeling and the phone just kept ringing our house phone and um, my dad was like, no, you know, Jenny said she just Jenny said that she talked to Nikki 
Jenny and I talked the night before we were texting like while I was at work and it's like just talked to her but my mom was right and they answered the phone they saw it was Jefferson Hospital and they rushed down to the hospital they said they were you know pretty frantic no one knew what was happening my name wasn't even in the system I was technically like I was under as a Jane Doe mm. At that point, they weren't naming people Jane Doe, like giving them names like that. So they were giving people fruit names. My name was Jackfruit. What's a jackfruit? It's um a lot of vegans actually use it to it's as like a protein source. Interesting. It has like a chickeny, uh, like a chicken uh fleshy. I don't think I would ever want to eat a fruit that tastes like a chicken. Have you eaten it? No. Does anyone still call you that? No, but I kind of like, I think it's hilarious. That's great. <laughs> yeah. I would definitely probably get that tattooed on me. That's just my style. <laughs> That's actually a good idea. There you go. Do you I'll have just, a tattoo? I'll just add it onto my sleeve. There you go. Just have it like. Perfect. In there. It's just hidden. Hidden in there. Okay, so they so they run down. They find out your name's Jackfruit. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, like that's not my kid. The, not Jackfruit. Yeah. <laughs> the surgeon came out. And told them that they were in the middle of surgery with me. They wanted it to only be one surgery, but it ended up being two because my stats dropped super low and they had to flip me back over. So in the first surgery, they just wanted to take the compression off my spinal cord. So this whole time, they actually thought that I was going to wake up and be fine and be able to move my legs. But... Because there was no actual damage to the spinal cord itself. My guess is that it was just compressed for too long. And that it, this was the result of that. But they had to take me back the next day in for surgery. And I had like six or seven broken ribs. I had a collapsed lung. So they had to put chest tubes in. They had to... I had a burst fracture on my spine and probably three or four other vertebrae were like parts of them were cracked as well. So they had to fuse from T1 to T7. So like the top of your shoulders to like the right below your chest, they had to fuse that and they had to go around in to the front of my spine and like clean all of that out as well my dad said to me that when the surgeon explained to him what he had to do he was shocked he was like I don't know how the fuck you're gonna do that but thank you yeah and yeah they just they told me when they went in my sister got a flight home Immediately at first she thought my parents were like made it up and then she was just like bawling and then on the flight she said they she like she came in to see me before the second surgery and had to walk right back out. My brother also came in to see me and he was like in tears like everyone went in and I guess to say goodbye possibly so that was really rough but was that ever like on the table was that like i mean obviously you were you know upon initial impact but after they got you to a hospital was 
that an option? Was that close to being? After the first surgery, yeah, they were, they were unsure. That is insane. I had no idea. Oh my god, I I like can't even that. Oof, I'm getting chills, not in a good way. That's wild. So yeah. going from there, you know, how has your parents and your siblings been? You know, throughout this whole journey. So supportive, amazing. Mm. I wouldn't be here without them, honestly. Like, I wouldn't be where I am if I didn't have the support from them and the support from my friends. Just, they have all pushed me to want to live a full life and not just roll over in bed and just say, fuck it and be depressed and not want to do anything. Well, that was my question, actually. <laughs> I, I know we're speaking to so many of the positives of it, but like, are you comfortable getting vulnerable? Like what, how I imagine there was some darkness when everything happened and I'm sure you probably still have your dark days. Like yeah. what does that look like? What did that look like for you? I feel well in the hospital. I, it didn't really hit me that I was paralyzed. It didn't hit me until I went to rehab and they did a test. It's called an Asia test. And that's what shows them the severity of your spinal cord injury. So complete versus incomplete. Um, And then there's A, B, C, D, E, like there's levels to it. So when they diagnosed me at that time as an age A, meaning, you know, pretty much to me that was saying like, there's no hope for you to walk again. Like you're done. This is it. Mm -hmm. And then sitting in the wheelchair, like when I... I completely broke down crying, bawling my eyes out to my parents. And then the next day I had to get in a wheelchair for the first time and look, I looked at it so negatively, like, I don't want to be in that. Fuck that. Like, this isn't going to be my life. I'm not a wheelchair user. Like, screw this. Was just being so negative about it. Obviously, I mean everybody is like that mm-hmm. that I even meet today um and I looked at myself in the mirror and I just like broke down and I couldn't even like move forward to reach the faucet I couldn't wash my face without you know leaning on something I couldn't eat my food without leaning on something like I had to always like the fact that I'm like sitting up right now and like moving like around like like this isn't normal for me for me. I was gonna say so you had to do all that stuff because you didn't have I the core strength control. or the yeah, yeah. Error. So like if you put your hand out, that's like you're activating so much of your core. Like this is like very I wanna wanna fall forward, like putting both my arms out. If oh, I'm wow. not like engaging my core, I will fall forward. Wow. And is that a result of just all the work you put in and just your body responding well to it. Yeah. Wow. So that my body has re- like the <clears throat> the body has regenerated some of those connections back so I am very fortunate and you know just being a personal trainer and constantly working on myself and my strength to be as independent and to stay as healthy as possible. That's a result of that, I think. But um I mean, I have my really terrible days now still. I mean, some days I wake up and my disability just like hits me and I'm just like, fuck this. Like, 
my pain is terrible and I don't want to get out of bed, but I do it anyway because I don't want to just sit around and exist. Like I want to live my life. And I also, I mean, I let, I feel my bad days, but I don't let them like define my existence, if that makes sense. Yeah. Are you in therapy? Yes. I I finally did start therapy. Good for you. We love therapy. Yeah. Even though both of us are not in it right now. (laughs) Right. We are definitely advocates. We're like, go to therapy, even though we don't anymore, but we will. The, um, so you weren't in therapy before? So I was in therapy when I was in inpatient rehab and then outpatient through the program that I was in, they offered a therapist. And then after that, I didn't go to therapy. I think I was journaling a lot. Blogging helped me. I started just being more active on my Instagram and reaching out to other girls in wheelchairs. And that helped me so much. I started uh, this. It's called the Boundless Babe Society through the Rolettes. They're a dance team uh, based out of L.A. And I went to their virtual Rolettes experience and I started dancing again with them. So I just tried to find the little joys that life still had to, you know, bring me happiness. And, you know, just talking to my friends and my family as well. But what made me go back to therapy really was when I had my PTSD episode when I was driving home from work. Sorry, guys. My dog's crying. (laughs) Sorry, bud. Yeah, Um, I I did want to get into that. Uh. Yeah, so... I was driving home. So I also work at McGee right now um, as a part-time peer coordinator. So I help set up mentorships with the newly spinal with the new spinal cord injury patients right now, just one day a week. Um, I love it. Um, but I was driving home from the city and I was on 76 and there was a crash up ahead and it was a minor one like it but it it was a tractor trailer and then a white sedan which was pretty much my situation (laughs) so I'm slowly driving past and I the uh, tractor trailer had just you know hit the white sedan it was just in front of it there wasn't much damage to the car everyone was fine but something must have happened and it was too close to home and I started hyperventilating and my I voice texted my boyfriend and he called me right away and if he hadn't I probably would have had to pull over to the side of the road I was gonna ask did you pull over no he really calmed me down um he just started talking to me and started talking to like through my feelings and I mean I would have pulled over if I needed to pull over but um yeah, I just I started going the speed limit. I put on cruise control and I was just talking to him on the phone until I got home. But it was the weirdest experience. I don't really know how to describe it other than like I feel like it just had happened to me mm-hmm. like yesterday. That's wild. And so that was what triggered you like, okay, I need to. Yeah, see somebody about this. because I got home and it was I was in shock again and I didn't even cry until later that night 
and all the emotions just came flooding and i was it's like a crash it's like a sugar crash yeah Mm. yeah and um i just felt like complete shit for like three days and i was doing everything to get back out of it and nothing was working and i'm like nikki you have to deal with this you like i didn't want to have that feeling again and if i were to experience another PTSD attack. I want to know how I can deal with that in a better way. So that's why I started to go back to therapy and it's been very helpful. You sound like such a like mentally healthy person. Honest to God. Yeah. Well, that was like um, one of the reasons, one of the main reasons why we wanted to have you on is because you've had something that if it happened to almost anybody else would that would be it for them. You know what I mean? Like that's it. They would just lay up in bed and exist. You know, 98% of people would do that, you know, and you're part of that 2% where like, you just look at it and you're like, fuck that. Like, I'm not going to do that. You know what I mean? Cause yeah. And as much as I want to hear from that person who, you know, does just want to hang up their shoes. That's, that's okay. That's their decision. It's their Mm -hmm. life. You know what I mean? But to take something that's so, negative and turn it into so much of a positive there's more to that oh yeah there's more meat to that story you know what i mean yeah it's harder to get to that point i mean initially i think my drive was to walk again and in that drive i realized okay yes the end goal is to walk however you have to learn how to live successfully in the body that you're in right now. And you need to strengthen the body that you're in right now. So when the time does that you can walk, your core is strong and you can stand up straight and you have that endurance. So I feel like switching that mindset really helped, you know, get me to where I am right now. Is that something that someone explained to you or did you kind of just like come to that realization on your own? I think I came to that realization on my own just with being a personal trainer before my accident and going to college for kinesiology and, you know, knowing the human body and how it works and knowing that literally your core and your back hold everything up and hold everything together. If you don't have a strong working core and a working back you can't walk like literally i have wheelchair users that i train now that they could walk but they can't because their core is so weak and they can't hold themselves oh that's why and like you don't want to be at that like you don't want to get to that point where if you are able to walk again you don't want two other things that you have full control over of changing now you know holding you back yep Mm mm-hmm Yeah. So that's why I just I work every day to be as strong and as independent as I can. So do you work out every single day? Well, I did. Well, not every day. I mean, five days, Monday through Friday. I mean, I don't work out at all. So I. I, (laughs) But then I injured my shoulder because I was an idiot and didn't stretch. So that was great. Mm. Great job, Nikki. Welcome to the club. Haven't seen you at the meetings. Yeah. <laughs> I'm fucking broken all because I it's everyone's like, you need to stretch more. I'm like, fuck that, dude. I got this. And then I get hurt again. Yeah. It's like the doctor who smokes but tells his 
you know, patients to quit. <laughs> yeah. It's me, Nikki, the personal trainer who tells her clients to stretch and makes them stretch, but she doesn't stretch herself. <laughs> yeah. Like, this more, so I'm able to start getting back into working out now because my shoulder has been feeling better. But, oh, so this week was my first week back and, well, no, last week was, yeah. This, this morning I went to do my workout and I just, you know, jumped right into the first set of the first exercise. And after that, I was like, Nikki, you freaking idiot. Do your damn stretches. <laughs> like, oh my so gosh. then I stopped and I did my stretches and my warm up. Okay. So you are a personal trainer now still, correct? Yes. I went back for my certification. So do you train wheelchair, user, wheelchair users and non-wheelchair users? It's like, what's your client like, client list like? So, yeah, I actually train non-wheelchair users and I do train wheelchair users as well. And I do write online workout programs for wheelchair users. And then I do have the occasional non-wheelchair user ask me for a workout plan. And then my lovely sister stands in as my model that was and my allows question. me to record her doing the exercises. For my one-on-one Zoom training clients, I talk them through the exercises. So I verbally cue them and get them into the correct positions. That's so cool. Yeah. Have you ever experienced any negativity or um, what would it be like? I'm trying to think of like towards the fact that you are a wheelchair user and someone who is able-bodied, fully able-bodied, like, like, well, why would I listen to you kind of thing not that it not that they're correlated but no, people aren't smart so you know what i mean like i luckily haven't come across that yet i know probably at some point i will but my clients are extremely nice and for instance my client uh this morning I told him I was dancing in my wheelchair and he was like, Nikki, I forgot you were in a wheelchair. He was like, I'm sorry, does that offend you? And I'm like, not at all. That's kind of cool. Because yeah. I'm a person and my wheelchair doesn't define me. Mm-hmm. But it sucks. I'm well, it sucks that that mindset is there, but I'm happy that, you know, it's slowly changing. And if any time, was a good time to become a wheelchair user. I feel like right now is a good time because they're coming up in the media more and in movies and a deaf man just won an Oscar and that was like unheard of. So, you know, people with disabilities are finally coming out of the woodwork and it's a wonderful thing to see. So I'm hoping that that mindset does change. I want to like take her brain and like her mindset and just give it to all of the people. I want it. It's great. Honestly, <laughs> I, I'm blown away, Nikki. I, I know that you're a well-spoken person and I've seen, I've followed your journey on social media a bit, but I, I just the way that you articulate things and like the way that you are able to just take such a shitty thing that happened to you and just make it the best that it could possibly be. It sounds like it's just unbelievable. I'm I'm thank like speechless. You. No, thank you. I'm so glad that, that we're having this conversation. I think, I mean, I was honestly a little bit nervous to ask you to come on the podcast because I, there is that, like, I mean, I, I think everyone experiences this. If it's someone that's dealing with a struggle that you can't really, like, 
empathize or sympathize with at all. Yeah. Like, I, I was kind of like, is this rude to ask? Like, hey, can you come on my podcast and talk about the fact that you're in a wheelchair? Like, I was nervous. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I appreciate you giving us that chance to have this conversation and ask all the uncomfortable questions and, and all that kind of stuff. So. But you have to to take it kind of like what she's been doing. You have to take it and spin it in a positive light in the sense that, you know, you and I are falling on the sword of asking these uncomfortable questions that everyone has. Mm -hmm. Everyone wants to know about this stuff. And they either, one, are afraid to ask, which is okay because I we all understand that. Number two, they might not even know someone to ask. And Mm -hmm. then where are you going to go? The Internet? (laughs) Yeah, okay. Good yeah. luck there. You know what I mean? And you're not getting the um, like authenticity that you want out of that either. So you have to think like, and I apologize too, because I was the one who asked to have you on. I said, hey, when we have guests, I was like, because we're friends on Facebook. I don't yeah. know if you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was like, and I've seen your journey and stuff like that. I'm like, man, that would be a fucking awesome guest. And I brought it up and she goes, I used to work with her. And I said, yeah. cool, guess what you need to make happen? <laughs> yeah. but I think the fact that you are willing to answer those hard questions too, I think it's very brave. So we well, really you. appreciate that. Bobby, do you want to tell Nikki that you actually low-key know her? Yeah, do you, do you know this? Okay. <laughs> it's kind of creepy, honestly. It is kind of creepy. I don't know if you know. And if like the answer is yes, you're like, yeah, idiot. I'm going to be like, oh, man. So... Do you know the car that you crashed in? You know I delivered that car to you? When you picked it up at West German BMW. Wait. That was me. I I gave you that car. Wow. Wild. Small world. Yes. You bought it, it off of- It all is coming full circle. Mm-hmm. See, isn't that crazy how life works? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So- the oh, I love sales, that car. This, the salesman who sold it, she had a- So for everyone- you know, she had a BMW 328i convertible. It was white. Did it have beige interior? Yeah. Sure did. So pretty. Yeah. Um, Bobby pretty. loves cars, if you didn't know. Yeah. So um, Carl sold you the car. Yes. Carl. Carl. Carl with a K. Yeah, Carl. He's a savage. Um, but Carl sold you the car. Carl was not very good at scheduling, and he double booked himself that day for delivery, and he came up to me and was like, you need to deliver this car for me. And I was like, cool. In comes Nikki, and I was like, "Cool, definitely delivering the car to that girl. Let's go." So she's then, a hot blonde, if you guys don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, she's cute. I'm doing this. So I ran over, delivered the car, this, that, and the other thing. Then it was like three days later because of targeted advertising and our phones listening to us. Yeah, you popped up on people you may know, and that's how we found. I saw that we had like a ton of mutual friends. Yeah. Um, between uh, Caitlin and uh, Alicia and yeah. a bunch of other people, I'm like, oh. I probably have met this person too, add to friend, and that that was it. And I was like, I don't think she knows that I was the one who handed her that car. That is too funny. Isn't that wild? That is. And now we're here talking like it's crazy uh, about. That- and that car has such a big part of the story too, which is yeah. wild. I think right. It was that car that you crashed, right? Yeah. Yes. Yep. Um, yeah. that car did save my life, honestly. How I'm actually now see the car guy and he's coming. I'm like, how did that happen? How did it? Bobby's whole stance just yeah, changed. I'm, cur- I'm curious because it's a convertible. It was a hard top convertible, so I'm I'm interested in. So the seat the seat back broke, so that's how I ended up in the back seat. Okay. If I didn't end up in the back seat, I would definitely have died Ugh. because of the where the uh, hood of the car can- concaved was like right at the driver's side. 
yeah i mean if if we do share the picture and we you see it you'll you'll get what she's saying it's when just unfucking believable like literally that crash it's you unbelievable. have your phone ready so you can see her the, the picture so you know what's going on when she describes this stuff because the there's literally zero reason you should have made it out of yeah. there alive there's zero reason and but you're here and i i love like that you were just screaming i'm not gonna die tonight i'm not gonna die tonight i, I was over and over to these police officers were you like just like putting that out in the universe or was that just like what was just coming out of your mouth and you were just like thinking about it as it happened Maybe a little of both. I, I think I would, I knew I I just I knew in my heart that I wasn't dying. It was just like get me the hell out of here. Fuck yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's all, um, I, all I have to say to that. I mean, like, what else do you have to say? You know. <laughs> well, I think I've thanked you like eight hundred times, but I truly, I mean, we cannot thank you enough for sitting down with us today and, and just having all these crazy, hard, inspiring conversations. I think our guests inspire us so much but damn girl thanks we appreciate it <laughs> thank you guys for having me on it's been a pleasure you know i haven't seen you in forever katie and clearly you haven't seen me time i saw you you were getting me my car yeah, so that is no true. yeah i mean it's i love as much as i it was such a hard time in my life it's also a part of me now so i am always happy to share about it and there is so much that people don't know about spinal cord injuries and wheelchair users and to be able to you know shed some light on that is you know really great because education isn't there and it's nice Hmm. that I'm able to you know help people understand a little bit more about it and you know I also want to say if you're going through some shit right now, try and pick something positive that you can look for, look forward to every day that's going to make you want to get up. For me, it was my dog, Kato, and my family and my friends, and they kept me pushing. So find your why of what's going to make you get up and just keep pushing because it's going to get better. Damn. Oh, <laughs> we were going to ask about, you know, our typical closing argument, but I feel like that was it, right? That, that was it right there. Um, do you mind if people reach out to you like social media or anything like that? If so, feel free to drop your handle or however you want to be approached or ew, that sounded weird, right? <laughs> Promote yourself, girl. Yeah, right. <laughs> Please approach me this way. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> Do whatever you need to do. What's for your Instagram? God damn it. Say uh, it. <laughs> my Instagram is NikkiWalsh.AdaptFit. I'm also on TikTok as NikkiWalsh.AdaptFit. Can you spell that? Because I feel like some, again, people aren't always the smartest. It is N-I-K-K-I-W-A-L-S-H dot A-D-A-P-T-F-I-T. That's a lot of letters. I'm like trying to follow along with that now. You'd be surprised. I was trying to follow along with it in my head. I'm like, I hope I spell this right. You'd be surprised how many people that we ask what their Instagram handle is. They, number one, don't remember it. And number two, definitely don't know how to spell it. So great work. That was just one take. First time. Beautiful. Beautiful. All right, girlfriend. Well, thank you so much again for coming on. Um, 
guys, this was I, I'm thrilled with this episode. This was incredible. Yeah, so. I I have a lot of editing to do, um, just because. We got some. We got the puppers in the background. I think so I coughed. Cute. I coughed like eighteen times. I'm not sure if you guys heard that. I'm getting over <laughs> a sinus infection, so uh, yeah. But no, I'm I'm so pumped to, I mean, have the opportunity to edit this to just listen to it again in the sense, you know, and just getting back into this conversation. We say it all the time. I, honestly, I could go all night with with having these, uh, you know, these conversations and asking all these questions. But she's got food to eat. We got food to eat. It's late. Yeah, we you know hungry. what I mean? We, <laughs> we, mm-hmm. we are here. We mm-hmm. hungry. So <laughs> again, Nikki, thank you. Thank you so much. Um, we, like Caitlin said, the impact that not only you, but our guests have on us. I don't think they understand how much of it they have on us than we think that we have. You know what I mean? Especially because I will say um, the last couple episodes, I've been talking really in depth about my own uh journey with depression and it's been a very dark winter for me so um i needed to hear this tonight so thank you i appreciate that you're wonderful i'm happy i could help (laughs) me too all right bobby close it out instagram all right you know how to follow us follow the irregular podcast instagram at irregular podcast follow my personal at yo bob e-y-o-o-o underscore b-o-b and actually follow us on instagram guys we have uh, according to the data there's way more listeners than there is followers so get the fuck on that shit let's go that's your fault oh, whatever <laughs> i run the social media guys shocker i know <laughs> um it doesn't help that i like go on instagram hiatuses all the time but with that said follow my personal account right now it's back up and running <laughs> at katie underscore a n i it's k-a-i-t-y underscore a n i more than likely you'll be hearing from us again sometime in april but until then love y'all love you guys 